This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? What is the hot gossip? Tell me everything. What are you guys listening to? What's the cool jams? Mom? If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. You want to do something fun? You want to go to Taco Bell? I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Ma'am, do you have this in the next size up? Sorry. We only carry sizes one, three, and five. You could try Sears. What does that smell? Oh, Regina gave me some perfume. You smell like a baby prostitute. Thanks. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And now. I'd survived my first three-way calling attack. And with Regina's blessing, I started talking to Aaron more and more. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. Our feature presentation. Yeah, it is. And welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time for a Wednesday, the 3rd of October. a headbanging alley. I'm doing the whole body move, Bean. Right? How can you not? It's impossible. You guys, it's Mean Girls Day. I'm really sad that uh, the um, monkey is out this... What? Are we going to skip over the fact not only that it's Mean Girls Day, but it's mm-hmm. also Wednesday? So we all wear pink. Yes. Oh, that's... Yeah. Why am I, I not mean, wearing pink? I mean, this is a double, mi- double whammy. Yeah. It is. Why am I not wearing pink today like I normally do? And also, uh, today, another coincidence, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan will try to steal another ethnic child. Awesome. Yeah, that was my favorite scene in the movie, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it funny how we all just stopped talking about that after Monday? <laughs> yeah, just I mean, moved on. news cycles yep. quick nowadays. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, I am horrified to think that there are people who have never enjoyed the Mean Girls movie. Um, but I feel like it's one of those, well, first of all, it's on TV all the time. Yeah, it's a runner. It runs it, all the time. Including, uh, if I recall correctly from last year, the USA Network does a 24-hour marathon on October 3rd. So there's no excuse to not see it today if you want to because it's on all the time. But I do feel like it's one of those movies that every new generation will discover. Am I wrong about that? It is a comedy classic? It is one of those films that can be on television and you could sort of brainlessly watch it and still Mm -hmm. laugh all the time. It is Mm -hmm. perfectly written by Tina Fey. Yes. Great movie. Great cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's where I might have fallen in love with Rachel McAdams for the first time, if that sounds about right. Amy Poehler was in it. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, that's right. So funny in it. Yep. So anyway, Mean Girls Day, October 3rd, which, by the way, I'm very sad, uh, just like with uh, Halloween Spooks this week and Rocktober, all of which Kevin hates, I'm very sad he's not here for Mean Girls Day because he hates that the most of all. Does he really? He does. He, oh, wow. He's, he's the enemy of fun, by the way. I mean, I it just seems like, like it with those examples. He's a real Gretchen Wieners. He really is. <laughs> exactly, Jensen. Mm-hmm. All right, um, welcome to the show. We do have a lot going on today. I wanted to start with this thing, and that is... 
I was in uh, Britain last week, as you know, and uh, how do you get around in London? Well, you take the uh, the tube, the good old uh, subway. And uh, it's, a, it's a marvel of, uh, of transportation efficiency. Um, although, when you travel, I mean, it goes everywhere, and it's uh, fairly inexpensive, and it's uh, so much better than driving, and so much better than buses, because you avoid all the traffic. But... There are times of the day, just like in the New York subway or any other major city, where you get on and you are so jammed together that you literally have people on all sides of you pressed up against your body. And you have creepos taking photos of you without them knowing. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it is a very, for somebody who has, for even if you don't have uh, anxiety on the reg, th- that is something that is just uncomfortable for anybody to have perfect strangers pressed up against you. Now... It's not as bad as in Japan where, you know, they actually have people who work the subway station whose job it is to push more people onto the train. No. When people have already gotten onto the train and they feel like they're as tight as they can be, there's a dude there who works at the train station who pushes like another 10 guys on. He oils you down and then rubs you together. <laughs> oh, okay. That changes yeah. things. Now, would you guys, how would you guys be with this besides a standard level of uncomfortable? Would that be a panic-inducing situation for you? Would, would, you be, would you be just miserable and sweating and almost crying because you hated it so much? Here's my question for you. Um, when I was in England a couple years ago, it was during a heat wave, and I realized quickly that they just don't have air conditioning in a lot of places in England. No, they sure do. Um, is it the same on the tube? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. It's, no. Uh, it's Mm-mm. very, very hot. No. And you are in your neighbor's business. Hard pass. And I don't know if it's because I'm a child of divorce, but I'm very good at just sort of standing there and pretending I'm in a different like place. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like in a New York subway, I've mm-hmm. been, I've been, I've never been on the tube, but I've been yeah. out there. But like in New York, when it's that packed and you're mm-hmm. standing and you're holding that weird triangle or yeah. whatever you're doing, I can close my eyes and be like, Kauai. Right. Or like, you know, okay. like Australia. Like I right. can think of a nicer beach that I'm at, but after about 20, 30 minutes, it kicks in his anxiety. Yeah. As soon as I get hot, I'm out. Yeah. I can't be hot. So you have that uh, that technique my wife has during sex, which is just pretend <laughs> it's not happening. It'll be over soon. Wow. <laughs> Except I'm not thinking of Channing Tatum. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bring that up to bring up this story, if you missed it. There are several subway stops in New York City, three, in fact, that have no escalators or stairs. They are only accessible by elevator. And the Clark Street Station in Brooklyn is one of them. To get to the street, uh, you know, from the platform or vice versa, you have to take one of the three overcrowded and hot elevators that are there. It's funny, the uh, uh, the report I read yesterday, I think from uh, Gothamist, said it's like Russian roulette when you get on one of those elevators because which one is going to break today? The system is almost 100 years old, oh, mm-hmm. so they have a lot of problems. And the worst happened Monday morning at 10 a.m. when 13 passengers were on the, on the elevator and it stopped running. Ooh. And they were on the elevator for... Just under an hour no. together. 13, that's a lot in an elevator. 13 no. is a lot of folks. Now, had it happened an hour earlier during rush hour, it might have been much worse. There could have been you know, 20 people on there, which I think is the limit that's oh. allowed. But still, 13 people. By the way, um, apparently the button didn't work to contact anybody. Mm. So one passenger, Talia Kovacs, tweeted out, What do we do here, MTA? No door, can't get out, it's hot, everyone is sweating. So they're in the elevator, and I don't know the specifics of 
I don't know why they didn't tweet her back or what, but they did get the message and they did arrive to try to get them out. But nobody contacted anybody in the elevator to let them know that the message had been heard and that somebody that help was on the way. Oh, had they started eating each other? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. If, I know if I had been on the elevator, I would have already started thinking about looking around who's the fat guy yes. and fearing that it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worry is that I would be I would be lunch if we're in there long enough. So how long? It's an inconvenience when the elevator stops. We've all been on an elevator that stops. There was a hiccup. Have or we? I've never been on one longer than a couple minutes. Have you? Not, no, no, no. I'm saying a couple minutes. We've okay. all had that. Yes, yes. This, the, the fear maybe it's going to be longer. Yes, yeah. exactly. But then it gets going. You go, okay, we're fine. Yeah. When it's five minutes in, <sighs> when it's 20 minutes in, at what point do you guys you think you start to... F- freak out or are you super cool do you go to your your safe place jensen i mean how do you handle it 45 minutes in no when you're sitting there with a bunch of new yorkers no safe place is about 10 minutes mm-hmm. after that you start hearing your your parents yelling in the other room like you can no <laughs> longer disguise where you're at at 10 minutes is when you go oh i'm not being safe for a while here now do you try to make the best of the situation with uh, chit chat with conversation with your neighbors or are you just in yourself right there and just uh, you know just closing your eyes and just praying yeah i think i'm working on my breathing first mm-hmm. and I'm then a- after a while maybe i'll be like uh Anybody here see uh, Big Bang Theory? You know what I mean? Like I, after a while, I gotta start small talk. How about uh, you, Allie? Well, I just watched a show last week. Oh, um, how that's inappropriate. Dare you? That's inappropriate. Although if you're there overnight, maybe you start I to think mean. that way. <laughs> no, I just watched a show uh, this past week, um, A Million Little Things, and the four dudes were stuck in an elevator. And I'll just tell you this: they made friendships. That lasted a lifetime. Nope, not, nope, they didn't phone. That is a friendship. It is. That does last a lifetime. It does. May I ask, Mm -hmm. as you break it down, was there love at an elevator? (laughs) (laughs) That happened. Listen, I only watched one episode. I'm not positive, but as of right now, no. All right, so let me make it let me make it worse for you. So again, Talia Kovacs, who's doing the tweeting from inside the elevator, says uh, at some point, about 30 minutes in, they started hearing lots of noise above them. It was about seven minutes of just crashes above us. Oh, no. Oh, no, no debris actually fell into the elevator, but there were lots of loud crash bangs and what sounded like debris falling on us. Many of the men and women were crying and scared. Oh, yeah. Since no one had updated us as to what was going on, we had no idea what the noises were. It turned out it was the fire department, the New York fire department that was gaining access, that was working their way down toward the elevator. But if you're on an elevator that is stuck and maybe you don't know where it is Mm -mm. in the shaft, Mm -mm. you've got to think... It may crash. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think that the cord's going to burst. Yes. Right. Yeah. You, you got to be thinking, and I don't know uh, where this came from, but wasn't there an old uh, an old wives' tale? I guess that if an elevator crashes to the ground, as long as you jump before you right, right hit at the, the last line. second, you're I want to know. I want to know how many dead bodies tried that right before. <laughs> somehow, I, somehow you're going to avoid the impact. I'd be thinking about that too. We've yes. done a lot of investigating, and we've realized everyone on this elevator is dead, but they did jump right before. <laughs> Before they landed. Uh, in an interview, she continued, 50 minutes after we initially tweeted for help, the New York uh, Fire Department came and had us climb up two ladders. And In other words, they couldn't even get the elevator to a point where they could open the door and just walk right. out. So some of these people that were very elderly had to now climb up ladders and then many flights of stairs to get out of the building. 
Oh, so my. It, after the fire department came, it took another 20 minutes for everybody to get out of the situation. By the way, several of the people in the elevator did not speak English, but the folks decided to start trying to communicate with one another using Google Translate. So at least there was, you know, there was some uh, uh, conversation happening. Mm-hmm. They weren't just sitting there staring at each other, thinking about who I'm, who I'm going to rob before we get out of here. Well, so Yeah, yeah. robbing is definitely something you do <laughs> stuck in an elevator, yeah. Bean. Yeah, you know, a lot of places you can hide. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, maybe I didn't think through the getaway plan, but but I feel like up till then it was my watch is gone. <laughs> what Which, the, where's what? my wallet? Which one of you fourteen did it? Come on. I'd rather be stuck in an elevator with Nathan Lane, Gilbert Gottfried, Carrot Top. Ah, uh, Sean Hayes. Well, you get the picture. Okay. So anyway, don't do that, I guess, is what we're saying, is don't get stuck in an elevator if you can help it. Unless it's with Allie, apparently, because she's a goer, it sounds like. I'm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Bean show, shall we? And on the third day, God created the Remington Bull Action Rifle so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Amen. That Mean Girl's a good movie, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about today. Let me see. How about animal stories? Oh, you know what? We're actually going to do Death Corner on the program today. Saving animal stories for another one. There's a lot of great death going on this past week. Oh, Excellent. all right. Have you been here for a Death Corner, Jensen? No, but I've heard it before, and I just saw Ali get just as excited as yeah. being stuck on an elevator with four <laughs> men. <laughs> we found out yesterday that uh, Jensen Carp, mm-hmm. our new friend here yeah. on the Kevin Abid Show, yeah. Did not poop in a public restroom until he was... 26. Yeah! Yeah, and then I found my magic at a Dave & Buster's in Orange County. Most do. Yeah. Your whole life must have been a video game. Yeah. Just tried to zig and zag to try to figure out how to get home. It truly was poop, Frogger. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I had to really work things out in advance. I had yeah. to tell my baseball coach. I had to do a lot of things that I'm not proud of. Well, we're gonna we're gonna meet some of your people on the program today because mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of people who join you in that. Yes, it is the uh, the Halloween season. Of course, we've already debuted Halloween Spooks, which we'll be playing a lot of this month. We found out yesterday that uh, Two Eyeballs is getting a lot of requests right now. The classic song from the Kevin Bean Lister, who he recorded it when he was 10, sent it to us when he was 35, and it still holds up. <laughs> so you'll get to hear two eyeballs today on the program today and a little bit of the interview that we did with Mikal, who recorded the song, to get the behind-the-scenes magic on it. Uh, also on the program today, Jensen, you got a, a new video series that you uh, you watched. I have not seen any of these. What are we in for today? I'm so excited. We're going to watch a genius at work on YouTube. He's racked up millions of views by eating old MREs. Those are basically military uh, meal-ready, you know, kind of ready to eat. You could... You could basically get shot out of a plane, live in the ocean for days, and still eat these things. This guy's eating them from 80 years ago on YouTube. And boy, oh boy, did I gag while doing research. Does he say why he does it? Uh, Do you question Picasso? Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Also, uh, more tickets for the Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights as Megan Holiday broadcasts live from out there tomorrow night. We'll hook you up with that every hour on the program today. And Allie's got What's Happening. That's next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Wednesday morning, Allie's got her first look at what's happening here on the Kevin and Bean Show. You guys been seeing the uh, the reports about Venom, the reviews? They're not good. They are not brutal. Yeah. Yes. Well, a lot of people are now wondering if there's maybe a campaign behind it. Let's say a campaign 
from fans of a woman whose movie is going up against Venom. Oh, I'm talking about you, Lady Gaga, and a star is born. <gasps> you guys, people... Lady Gaga! People are saying that... What are they called, little monsters? Little monsters are taken to, uh, to the internet and writing things like... I'm the biggest Marvel fan, but I just watched Venom, and I don't know what to say. Easily the worst movie this year. I expected so much better, and now I'm just disappointed. But I do want to see Star is Born, right? because that has crossover yeah, between all, Marvel fans and theater. It's all insane. Yeah. Are it's we, insane. Are we ruling out the Russian trolls who tanked the last Star Jedi? Wars, yeah. yeah. Are we ruling them out? Well, that's my next story. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. So if you think that that's happening, but you're like, there's no way. No That way. couldn't be an effort yeah. like that. Which, by the way, they did this uh, before. And in 2013, Lady Gaga had to go online and say to her fans, her little monsters, please change your behavior after they directed their ire at Katy Perry fans. But we then find out that a new study that most of the negative reaction tweets from Star Wars The Last Jedi were created by Russian trolls. Mm -hmm. Researcher Morton Bay of the University of Southern California found that 21.9% of the tweets analyzed about the film had a negative view, with 50.9% of the negative tweets showing indications they were likely politically motivated or not even human. What? Okay. It's Jar Jar Binks. I am. Oh, uh, it might be. I'm. Yeah. I'm the dumb one. So help mm-hmm. me understand how this furthers the agenda of Russia to get people to not want to go see a Star Wars movie. There's this like weird underbelly of Star Wars. It's like oddly political. Mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds insane, but like any movie that gets remade from the female Ghostbusters mm-hmm. to Star Wars, it's like don't touch my stuff. Yeah, it's like it's it's a similar weird. But how does it help the Russians? I don't know, but I just, know that just it, it creates, in America. Yeah, it creates yeah. some sort of chaos within us, right? And like I think some of the things that supposedly they're doing online are just like a Twilight Zone esque experiment mm-hmm. to see if we'll like attack each other. Yeah, to create chaos to make people start getting mad at each other. Yeah. Everyone like, why would you ever be mad about Star Wars? Who cares? Get yeah. over it. And then you have just people attacking. Think of um, the. Last Jedi actress who was just attacked mercilessly. Calgary Tran, yeah. Mercifully. What? There's a lot of, like, basically if you're a female and you're in anything that's Mm -hmm. a remake or a comic book movie, you end up just getting off social media. I would be interested uh, to have them do a a little look into the Ghostbusters remake and all those tweets that went to Paul Feig. Yeah. I would be interested to see how many of those were real humans. Yeah. So, is part of it, do you think... They can now point to Russia and go, see, uh, America's a terrible place. We have it so much better here. Look how much happier we are than there. They're fighting over everything. Right I, I think it's just throwing meat into the dog den. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think if they just anything, anything that could be created to stir us up seems mm-hmm. to be weirdly from a Russian troll. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's bizarre. There and uh, and uh, if the Lady Gaga fans are behind that, that's an awful thing. Yeah, I was surprised when all the reviews were like uh, from Lady Gaga fan fourteen <laughs> and uh, Little Monster Little 60. Monster twelve. Yeah, yeah. very How, bizarre. However, the reviews that came out yesterday from places like a Variety of the Hollywood yeah. Reporter equally as unkind. Yes. They weren't great. No. They, I mean, they, they I, I did great. I did see one that said it's hilarious, but it doesn't mean to be. And that's not what you want. Yeah, mm. there was a review that I also read that said that Tom Hardy might be throwing it. 
Did you guys read that? No. The, they, he, his acting was so like over the top, not what the character should be. Yeah. So people were like, that's him screwing with the movie. Yeah. Like they yeah. think he might be doing like a Jim Carrey character for Venom. A very odd review, but it was someone who was giving him way too much credit in like a postmodern guess who ruined the movie on purpose way. I mean, I'm still going to see it. Right? <laughs> oh, you do love Tom Hardy. So I'll be honest with ourselves. We're all still going to see it. Uh, some birthdays for you. We've got Gwen Stefani. Tommy Lee, you guys, he was steering a boat with his wang. He sure was. Yeah. Ashley Simpson Ross. You seen her new uh, reality TV show? Ashley uh, and Evan? Proudly, no. Oh, uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but uh, Tommy Wiseau. I can't believe he made the list. Yeah, director of The Room. Interesting. Zlatan Ibrahimovic from the LA Galaxy. Oh, close, that's where Kevin is this week. Yeah, close personal friend of mine. I met him once for two minutes, and mm-hmm. it changed my life. Tessa Thompson and Kevin Richardson. He's the one in the Backstreet Boys that looks, looks like, like a magician. magician. Yeah, it's my favorite one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. You guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less than a week from right now, it's Tuesday Bloody Tuesday. It's our annual K-Rock Blood Drive. It's going to be happening next Tuesday the 9th at the Hollywood Park Casino, which is a wonderful place to go. Uh, hosted by our good friend Brad Williams and Beer Mug. We're gonna, I think we're going to try something this year, Allie. We've talked about it in the past. We're going to have Beer Mug give blood every hour. Oh, That, that sounds safe. Just throughout the show. Yeah. No. So starting at 5.30 all the way up until 3 in the afternoon with tons of great K-Rock prizes just for coming down, including tickets to the next K-Rock uh, No Limit Comedy Night, which is Brad also hosts, Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, other K-Rock concerts, and so much more. So next Tuesday, please do the right thing. Give some blood. Have some fun. Brad and Beer Mug are going to be down there. You can get all the details at K-Rock.com. Yeah, this, I mean, is, this is Beer Mug's blood before the diabetes. But here's my thought. <laughs> you guys, they get juice and cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's in. Yeah, he's, he's totally in. Totally in. If they add pork rinds, he'll do it (laughs) weekly. (laughs) He'll give blood every 15 minutes if they add pork rinds. All right, so next Tuesday, please be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's for a great cause. I say this all the time. Literally, there's nothing you can do that is easier that can save a life than give blood. That's true. All right, let's uh, take a look at some death, shall we? Yeah. Hey, everybody, gather all the kitties around the radio. It's time for Bean's Death Corner. Bean loves death any time of day. He gets all giddy and screams hooray. There's something wrong in his head. Death. We don't know what's wrong with Bean, but now you'll get to see what we mean. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death. I, 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 I love death. Allie, you're going to be very excited about this first story. Not only does it come out of Maine, a mm-hmm. state that is very close to your heart, but it is such a bizarre story that there's no way this doesn't end up on a CSI or an NCIS or something because it's a crazy, unexplained death. You ever been skydiving? No, I refuse. Yeah, no need. Mm-mm. Uh, A lot of people do it. A lot of people think it's the greatest thrill of their whole life. And what you generally do when you're new to skydiving, unless you've got balls of steel, is you strap yourself to an instructor and you do what's called a tandem skydive. Yeah. Mm And it's uh, apparently the safest thing in the world that you can do because you are strapped together in five different ways, okay? They have buckled you two together. You're literally uh, you're literally one floating down. And then there's a parachute on the instructor's back, and there's also a backup parachute on the instructor's back. So there's really nothing you can do to screw it up. Nothing can go wrong. Except oh. last Friday, somehow the instructor, Brett Brickford, 41, from Rochester, New Hampshire... And his student got separated in the air. Oh, come on. No. 
And even stranger than that, and this is what makes people question whether this was Brett Brickford's intention and it was like some sort of a bizarre suicide. Even stranger than that, the parachute was on the student, was not on the instructor. Not supposed to be set up that way. So now this guy who's tandem skydiving has to land on his own without an instructor, which he is no way prepared for, by the way. Mm -hmm. So he gets to the ground and he miraculously handles it and is fine. He then contacts the skydiving place and says, hey, I became separated from the other dude and I don't see him. and I don't know where he is. And it took them over 24 hours to find his body. Oh, my God. A mile away. How did that happen, do you think? Ah, uh, well, it would appear that he set up his own death. I mean, he he would have not put all five buckles in. Uh-huh. He would have put the the parachute on the uh, on the on beginner, the, on the amateur, right. right? And then and then released it, and then now he's a dead dude. But I mean, if you're going to commit suicide by skydiving, don't why don't you just do that on your own? Why he, died, he died doing what he loved. He's <laughs> teaching uh, skydiving. I guess so. It's a remarkable thing to do. But there was a chance that that student. Wouldn't have known what to do, freaked Absolutely. out, everything. That could have been two people. Yeah, but Absolutely. imagine how much fun that guy had. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Like, that is no. an experience you can't replicate. I, 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 I don't know how to do this. Like, <laughs> that guy's, that, people pay millions for that kind of thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, anyway, I just think that's Ugh. one of the most bizarre wow. death quarter stories I've ever heard. And, yeah. and, and, am I right? Is it going to be turned into an episode of a TV show it somehow? Has to. We go to Florence, Colorado. Uh, this guy was also doing what he loved. He was a, a 65-year-old man named Hector Rodriguez. Yes. Hector, not Hector, from Penrose, Colorado. He owned a bowling alley, which apparently was just his whole life. He was very popular in the community. And uh, it was Fremont Lanes on Main Street in Florence, Colorado. And somehow he got stuck in the pin setting machine. Nope. Yes. Mm-mm. He, uh, you know, you see those guys crawling around sometimes when one of the pins doesn't set correctly. Yeah. yeah. And it was older machinery and it just crushed him to death. Oh, Employees man. noticed that he'd been missing for about 15 minutes and they went to look for him and found him. They called 911. It looks like it was just a freak accident. Oh, I thought you meant he got sucked in and then brought back out in the balls. Like I, oh, thought, no. like, I thought he went through the machine. I got excited for a second. But that is, that's just as cool. But not. But imagine a guy, you're getting ready for your ball, and then, whoop, and a dude just right? head first dives in. Uh, I'm or sorry, head was, first. Head first in this case. Hello. Hey. I'm sorry it wasn't quite as cool as you wanted. Right. Every once in a while, we do a death quarter story, and we go, you know, this is a Darwinism, and I think it's okay that we lost this guy as sad as it is for his friends and family. This guy is the guy in particular. He's in Salt Lake City. And it doesn't say whether he's in a car or walking, but he is out of time waiting for a train to go by. He wants to get on the other side of the train tracks, but there's this big-ass long train that's going down in front of him. So he decides to do like you do in the movies or something. He decides to roll under the train. (laughs) He wants to roll between the wheels. The train's going 15 miles an hour, and I guess he feels like he's seen that in a Fast and Furious movie or something. So he feels like he can do it. Guess what? He's he fine and everything's okay and he's with his kids? <laughs> yes. No, he uh, he couldn't do it. He was caught up in the trade's wheels and he was killed. Which, by the way, this is what we say about the freeway jumpers, too, is don't don't make your dumbass thing that kills you interfere with the rest of us trying to get places because that disrupted train service for a long time, as you can imagine, during the investigation. Yeah.
Um, here's a very sad story. Authorities in South St. Louis are investigating the accidental death that happened in a drive-thru of a jack-in-the-box in St. Louis. A 20-year-old was going through the drive-thru. Let this be a lesson to you, by the way. Don't be lazy. If you are parked too far away or at an angle and you can't get the food, don't open up your car door and just kind of ease out and get the food. Because you know what happens? You might find out that you're in reverse and your car might be going back, and the next thing you know, you get squished up against the side of the restaurant and killed. Oh. Isn't this what happened to... Oh, the the actor. Uh, Chekhov. Yeah. Uh, Anton, Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what happened to him? Is he got his, his car his, rolled back, trying yeah. to get into his own his house. Case. Well, crushed in his, yeah. his mailbox or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happened to this guy called serious injuries to the man's head, torso, and legs. Very sad story, and I only bring it up not to mock, but just to say you got to be super, super careful with stuff like that. Yeah. All right, and one final story. And crazy enough, fast food was the death of that guy. <laughs> he had he had been warned. Yeah. How is Mug still alive then? Here's the craziest death corner story I think I've seen in a year, and I want to thank the King of Mexico for calling my attention to this one. His name is Armet Argune. I can't imagine how to pronounce it. I think he's Greek or Turkish. He apparently was involved in a little bit of a turf war 40 years ago and was thrown into a cave. Now, follow me on this story. He was thrown into a cave with three other men, and then they threw a bomb in there, all right, and killed them. Oh. Killed all the guys 40 years ago, all right? Sticks of dynamite. He is dead in this turf war, which happens, unfortunately, in some parts of the world. While they died in the blast, the side of the cave was blown out in the process. This allowed sunlight to filter into the cave directly onto Ahmet's body. Earlier that day, he had eaten a fig. The seed in his stomach took root, flourished in the sun, and later became a fully formed tree. We know all this because in 2011, a researcher in the area was trying to figure out how a fig tree ended up on a mountain. It was a very unusual place for a fruit tree, especially one that made figs. So they decided to dig down and they found the three men's corpses underneath the tree in the cave. And determined that the fig had been in his stomach. And that's why the fig tree grew there. That's so great. And I would eat those figs. I would not eat those figs. I would eat those figs purely to ingest his DNA and be part of this incredible story. (laughs) Oh. Luckily, Ahmed still had living relatives that could offer DNA samples, which were a match. So as tragic as the story is, you can imagine that his family, I mean, for instance, his uh, sister, 87 years old now, had all but given up hope that she would ever discover what happened to her brother. As far as the family knew, he just disappeared. Imagine, like, sitting around with the family being like, I have good news. You're eating your brother. (laughs) (laughs) The fig remnants in my brother's stomach grew into a tree as the sun crept into the cave and through the hole made by the explosion. They found my brother thanks to that fig tree. So there at least a little is a little bit of closure. Man, talk about a cold case. You never in a million years figured you'd hear from that dude again, right? No. Very strange story. And this has been Bean's Death Corner. That was Bean's Death Corner. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death. Oh, Bean loves death so much. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, Jensen, I haven't watched this yet, but I am fascinated by the topic. This guy has a channel on YouTube that gets what kind of numbers? Oh, he has 300,000 subscribers, multiple videos of uh, that have millions of views each. I am confused, yet enthralled, and I love him. 
All right. His name is Steve1989 on YouTube, which to me is the most marketable name on YouTube. <laughs> like, oh, who you? Whose video is you into? Me, Steve1989. Right? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, if it's even his real name, Steve is 27 years old, and he collects MREs. Do you guys know what that is? Uh, meals ready to eat. That's right. Uh, the definition is that it's a self-contained individual field ration in lightweight packaging uh, made by the U.S. Department of Defense for service members in combat or other field conditions where organized food is just not available. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, you could just be out being a guy in uh, in combat or you could be a hostage yeah. and you have these small little packages in your pocket or you could be uh, shot out of the sky in the water. You still have these MREs with you so that you could survive. Yeah, that sounds essential for a soldier. Very much so, but not for Steve1989, <laughs> who's just a normal suburban dude who is collecting these from back a, a hundred years ago. He's collecting them on eBay, getting them from garage sales. He's he's contacting veterans, and he's opening them and analyzing every single MRE he gets. And the best part, he eats them live on YouTube, oh, no oh, matter how wow. old they are. So he's not stuck in a cave. He could go to the Ralph supermarket in his neighborhood. Well, let's be honest. His house does look a lot like a cave because he's okay. probably a weirdo. But no, he can live in a total total normal way, but instead he's eating these very old MREs. Uh, normally, these could feed, you know, in combat five to six guys for one day or, you know, one person for, for five to six days. It, 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 they're not huge meals, but we watch him eat the whole thing. How far are we going back? Are we doing it's a like great a Korean War? Are we doing what are we doing? It's a great question. It could go back eight decades, and they're from <gasps> twenty different countries. Oh, uh, he's no. been dubbed the Bob Ross of putrid delicacies. <laughs> uh, let's listen to how excited he gets to open a 1955 Korean War RCI ration combat R MRE that includes an over sixty-year-old tub of peanut butter, which is technically the oldest peanut butter ever eaten by a human. <laughs> All right, now we've got some real this time these things are actually b units and accessory packets from korean war era ration combat individual yes not meal combat individual but ration combat individual rcis which were the first u.s made 24-hour ration this time though we're going to be opening up these two babies from 1955 and i just worked out and i'm kind of hungry so let's give it a shot <laughs> What? He does sound pumped. He's so Hell. thrilled. He talks about the smells, the process in which they're preserved, all mostly while watching his hairy arms picket food in front of him. Do you ever see his face? We Every once in a while, uh, you do see his face. Not a ton, but it's mostly when he's smoking cigarettes that he finds in the MREs, oh, which we'll what? get to in a little bit. Why would he hide his face, by the way? Uh I think we all know that answer. Uh, okay. I, don't, I think he doesn't want to be recognized on the streets everywhere he goes. He's, okay. Well, to me, he's the most famous man in America right now. <laughs> uh, I've watched him devour cocoa beverage powder, seedless blackberry jam, a chocolate chip cookie from 1951, a 28-year-old beef hash, and this is the big one. I watched him, and I gagged last night yeah. while researching. I watched him eat a piece of an 1863 Civil War biscuit, oh, and he said, wow. this tastes like mothballs and smells like a library book, which to me, is quite a catchphrase. Oh, my gosh, from the Civil War. Yeah, you might be asking who's watching this. Well, lots of people, millions of views each. Uh, and through Patreon, I did some of the math, he's making $46,000 a month. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah, he's a hero. Oh. Oh we got a guy. Man. We got a guy on this show who will eat literally anything. Yeah, let's we, start a competing channel with beer mug eating MREs. Yeah, well, sometimes it's a good situation, which you'll hear here with a cracker. All right, some crackers. Nice. 
they smell just fine. Let's give you a good look at this as well. And they are salted. Now, sometimes it's a bad situation, which we get to when uh, he pulls out the spread for this cracker. Oh, man. Not cool. Look at that. The jam leaked. Bummer. No wonder it kind of smelled a little fruity in there. So there were five crackers. Yeah, it just smells metallic. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, man. Dude. Not bad. <laughs> he's, he's really bringing it. He's amazing. He has no health insurance, which he talks about every once in a while, especially especially the time he caught E. coli from a 2015 Ukrainian ration, uh, racking up $15,000 in doctor's bills. Oh, This oh, is an adorable no. clip as well. Hey, that tastes pretty good. Hold on. Man, I hope I don't get botulism from this. You know what? Hmm. I don't have health insurance, and that could really suck. So let's try out a cracker next. <laughs> he still eats it. Yeah, all the time he goes, man, this could really give me some serious uh, digestion issues. Anyway, excited for it. <laughs> and then I he eats it. I love that part of his day-to-day -day concern with his job is getting botulism. Absolutely. Mm. And and this is him. This is a clip that I had to bring in. I, I contemplated not doing it. This is him eating that peanut butter the oldest mm -hmm. peanut butter in the world. It, this is what made me sick last night. Mao's history right there. That's science, too. I'm telling you, the oils, nothing damaged the can. Man, I need to drink some water, though. Peanut butter's got me thirsty. <sighs> well, I hope I don't get sick from that old 1955 peanut butter. I'll be back with something new. I got, like, so many things I'm working on and editing. This is just, like, a quick hold-you-over kind of video, and it turned out to be pretty exciting. <laughs> He, he also got sick from that one. Oh, he admitted no. in his next video that he had terrible diarrhea from that peanut butter. Uh, I found another video where he smokes cigarettes. I think that's the one that creeps me out the most. Mm -hmm. he, he's smoking cigarettes from a 1944 World War II parachute emergency ration, MRE. And it's so funny because it's the only time you see his face. And then you start to realize just how creepy it is that this is his hobby. Mm -hmm. And he starts shouting out people like who've helped him and things that are going on in the MRE community. Oh, dear. <laughs> Here's that clip. Wow. Oldest cigarette I've smoked yet. It's a new record. It has a different flavor profile to the other Philip Morris that I've had. It doesn't have the cedar flavor. Also, this isn't burning as quickly as I expected. Oh, boy, but I don't think anything's as strong as that Chesterfield. That's the strongest smoke I ever had. This is still really good. I want to thank Black Dog Bob off MRE Info for helping me get this ration. Thanks a lot, man. Also, Black Dog Bob's holding a MRE meetup and symposium, essentially like the first MRE um, convention in Doswell, Virginia. October 22nd and 23rd. I'm going to be there. Gundog 4314 is going to be there. Oh, good. That smoke's pretty decent. You know it won't be there. Sex. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Jensen, we uh, teased this earlier today, but uh, why did it come up yesterday, your, uh, your, your funny uh, uh, poop fact? Well, yeah. I... I have been uh, realizing while watching Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, be researched through his high school classmates. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, what would, like, 
uh, a committee find out about me if they researched me in high school and asked all my friends something? When it's your turn to be the next white male on the Supreme Court, yeah, what, no, what really. is going to become uncovered? We right? all get our chance. And so I quickly realized they would all find out that I never took a poo in a public bathroom until I was 26 years old. How is that, how is it, that even possible? I would avoid it at all costs. Is that your greatest accomplishment in I, life, do you it's think? Top five. <gasps> Gotta be. I would basically, even during baseball practice in high school or any high school situation, I would go home. I would find a way to go home if I had to poo in every situation. And I wouldn't put myself in uh, predicaments. Mm-hmm. Like, if I knew I was going to be gone, I would set up my poo for earlier in the day. What do you mean, set up? Like, you just, you, you go out of your way. You go in and you, you push. What about uh, the fear? Like, you never had that sudden urge? Like, oh, my God. Oh, interesting that Omar's in here. We're <laughs> talking about poop. <laughs> also, he's on the off. edge of his seat, sweating. He's so thrilled. He's so thrilled. Uh, would I have a fear? Absolutely. I lived no, in fear. No, the fear. Like, yeah. where it's unavoidable. It comes out of nowhere. You just got to oh, go. Oh, right. Um, Never had that. No. I think I would, I would feel that coming. And I would get ready in a situation. To be like, well, don't. I also, I wouldn't find myself far from places in which I had to, huh. in which I had oh. a toilet in, in, that I was comfortable with. Wow. Okay, but until you were 26. So this means when you were 23 yeah. and you were driving to Amoeba one day, yes. you had to go. U turn, back home. Back home. Speeding. <laughs> Screaming. Almost thinking. I, I even knew that when you were pregnant and you were, if you had to run to the hospital because you were having a baby, I knew you'd put a white flag. Out of your car to be like, don't bother, you know, like I'm going through red lights, don't, you uh-huh, know, like go. Uh-huh. I had one of those in my car <laughs> in case I ever needed to get home fast in a poo. I would have pretended that was a having. thing. Yeah. I've never heard of Neither have ever. I. Listen, it could be a totally fake thing I've, <laughs> that I had heard, but I was living it. I was living it so that I could do it in case I had to deliver my own poo baby. Okay, what about when you went out of town? What about when you went out of town? What about a trip to Las Vegas or so San Francisco? I, I sleep in the hotel. That's fine with me. My mm. rule basically is if I've slept there, I can poo there. Mm. Okay. okay, so hotels are okay, but the drive to Las Vegas, if you had to go, you would wait until you got to your hotel room. At, oh, my God. Even the idea that you're thinking I would go in a gas station bathroom, it shows that you don't know anything about me yet. That is that is a nightmare for me. I know it is for a lot of people. A lot of people, they hate the idea of a public restroom. I get it, but they just deal with it because they must. Now, what happened at 26 that broke your streak and was that demoralizing for you to, to <laughs> give, up that, give up that record? Well, I, I, it was. It felt like when Cal Ripken stopped playing uh, in a game. Very I, similar. I was at Dave and Buster's in Orange County, and I had felt the bubbling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sort of like the way in Homeland that they can put, you know, strings together and yeah. figure out who ISIS is. I knew mathematically there was no chance I'd get home. Right. And I I was dating someone at that time and I looked at her and I said, the streak is over. <laughs> and she said, what? And I said, it's over. I'm going to poo in a public bathroom. And Did she, people line the walls and applaud as you walk, walk <laughs> yeah. through the bathroom just to, start, to say goodbye? It started as a slow <laughs> clap and then got faster and then it was a full applause. Uh, and so I, and it's so funny because that is the worst place. It's loud. It's exactly what I, children running everywhere. It's uh, what I don't want for a public bathroom. Walked in and called it a day. Did they hand you a ton of tickets when you came out? <laughs> yes. Well, Good that's actually job. What, that's actually what came out of my butt. Really? Yeah, a bunch of game tickets. Wow. Yeah. So after that, did you then no longer uh, adhere to your policy or did you got to go right back to try not to poop in public again? No, I, I did feel like I broke the seal. Uh, yeah. And so oh. I, I did, uh, I can do it a little, but I, I definitely, 
avoid it all co- at all costs. I Have avoid. you ever pooped here at K Rock? No, I will not here. And you will not. Unless okay. someone tips me off of a very secret bathroom on like another floor or something where mm-hmm. I know no one will interrupt me. If someone wants to clue me in on that, then I'm okay. in. Okay. All right. We're going to be taking your call. How should we phrase this? I guess we're looking for people who have their own kind of pooping rules, right? Yeah, pooping rules or the idea that like you have avoided public poos and and what lengths you've went to. What lengths you've gone to to not have to poop in public. Yeah, okay. I left a baseball game in high school. I told the coach that I had to go home real quick. Missed like three innings to poo. <laughs> and came back. Yeah. Quite a All poo. Right. So we're going to be taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067 if you have something you want to add to this story, if you've got your own story. And the reason Omar is in here is he is he got sweating. got bat signal. That's he, is, exactly. he is sweating. <laughs> He's sweating furiously. Now, oh, I don't know this about you, but I suspect that you will pull over over at every single rest stop that you can or gas station or supermarket or anything and make sure you poop in all of them between here and your house. <laughs> you know, that is the case now, but it wasn't always that way. Really? I, you know, definitely in high school, wouldn't really poop anywhere. But out of high school, once I got, you know, a, a little confidence or whatever, I, I didn't really, you know, I, I mean, I gave an S, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you but, love pooping. Yeah, but my brother is the exact opposite. He, when he goes to Vegas, he doesn't poop in any public restroom when or a hotel, like even oh. if he slept there. So when he when he would go to Vegas, he would poop on Friday before he would travel up there. Mm-hmm. He would drive up there, eat all the buffets and all that, and then he would rush home on Sundays to relieve himself at home. Oh, that can't be good. No. Yeah. That oh, can't yeah. be good for your oh, intestines. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, he, he told me there was one time where he couldn't avoid it and he was just miserable. Yeah, that's got to ruin your... I mean, that's yeah. terrible. Because that's... Yeah, that was just his thing. His hang-up. Jetson, during the streak years, did yes. you plan ahead for meals, too? Like, you made sure you didn't have a big breakfast. For I would avoid certain months. foods, yeah. No, I would definitely avoid heavy foods mm-hmm. unless I was home and knew I could uh, I could release there. <laughs> I, I can't... <laughs> this is the best I, topic ever, by the way. I just want to say. <laughs> this is so weird to me that this exists because it's not something I've ever given any thought to because in my whole life, you just you poop where you have to poop. You know? I that's, can't... I hear that and I can't believe you're comfortable. So you're comfortable at any point someone can walk in you're comfortable at any point someone's just like and you're just trying to poo it's not a it's not your first choice obviously but it's you got to do it you must have been so freaked out a couple weeks ago when i was texting chip from the bathroom at the studio saying i don't know if i'm gonna make it out of here well yes and no yes in a sense i was like man she poos here but the other thing that i was so early i knew that you probably can control all of the you know the situation like all the elements are in your control because it's so early uh, and you know there's not a lot of people in the office, but I still would never do what you did, no. You're a pioneer. All right, you, I'm a pooineer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are alerted something about each other, kids. one <laughs> I guess we need your poop rules, poop stories, when we return right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Jensen, this uh, text from the 714 says, You are missing out, man. Work poops are the best because the man is paying you to go number two. That is a good way to think <laughs> about it. When you look at it that way, you are sticking it to the man. Yeah. All right, we're taking your calls on your poop rules. Jensen didn't poop in a public bathroom until he was 26 years old. Let's see Dave in Long Beach, please. He's on line seven up first here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Then we'll get into some Green Day and take some more calls. Dave, welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, it's actually Dan, but I have a, a funny story. All right. So I used to take... I used to take two buses to uh, to get to school. It took about 45 minutes. So one day, it was midday. I had missed my morning, so I was in trouble. And I was thinking, okay, I can either break my seal as a college junior 
or I can go home. I chose to go home. Oh. I left class, <laughs> took two buses, went home, still could make it back in class in time, at least to get the last 10 minutes worth of lecture, but I opted to stay home. You're, so, you're a pioneer. Yeah. I am a pioneer. You're, you're a hero to me. You did the right thing. Whoopie de scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Right? Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Scoop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. I mean, that has to be the uh, that has to be the national anthem for your people, Jensen. Oh yeah, we stand and uh, we, <laughs> we we move at attention only when that song's on. But we don't poo. Mm-mm. We go home. We got a uh, tweet from former Kevin and Bean intern Misak, who, by the way, is uh, interviewed about his uh, his years on the Kevin and Bean show on the latest B Team podcast. If you want to check that out, wherever you get your podcast, he says my close friend was just like Jensen, made us leave a Dodger game one time oh. in the fourth inning, nope. so that he could poop at home. He ate a Dodger dog that didn't sit well. In the fourth inning, he said, "Well, sorry guys, I got I got to go poop." I relate to that very much. I also one time went on a first date. Uh, and we went to eat somewhere, and we're supposed to see Godzilla, the bad Matthew Broderick Godzilla, and I turned to her and said, hey, uh, no, I can't see this film. I'm just going to be straight honest with you. I have a stomach cramp, and I have to go home because of it. I'll drop you off on the way home. Dropped her off, went to the bathroom, never spoke to her again. And that was her choice, by the way. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, let's get Eddie on the air. He's in Monrovia, 1-800-520-1067 to call or text. Eddie, if what I'm seeing here on the phone screener is true, you are a champion non-pooper. What happened, my friend? So I'm 36 years old, and I have, I'm kind of like Jensen. I don't really go to the restroom anywhere else, and uh, I still don't. I'm 36 years old, right? So I took a trip to Thailand. I was there for two weeks, and there was no regular toilets there where you sit down. It's the ones where it's the holes on the floor. Yes. I'm sorry. What, I told what, what country was it? Thailand. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yes. And uh, it's it's the one with the toilet in on the floor. I held it for two weeks. <gasps> oh, no. no. That's no. not good for you, Eddie. Oh, it wasn't good for me at all. I went As soon as I got home into the States, I was in the hospital. They oh. had to give me a, uh, an enema. Oh, man. Or what it was called. Yeah, an enema, yeah. enema. You know what, yeah. though? I totally see where you're coming from. Two weeks, though, Two Jensen? Weeks. At some point, you got to just, you got to bust, right? No, not if not if it's a whole toilet. No, he's saying, because I had been to Thailand recently, he's saying it's like a, a just a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. No, I'd hold it in for two weeks. But if, if I had a hotel that had a, a, a decent toilet, I'd make it right. work. But right. no, 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 no. I would die. I would just die with poo in me. So you, you were, Eddie, Eddie, you were mentally stronger than you were physically in pain then by by, by forcing yourself to not poop for two weeks. That's amazing. Uh, amazing in the sense where it hurt, but I wasn't going to go poop. You, okay. you know what? You're the John McCain of poo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you looked fear in the eyes and you just kept going. You weren't going to break. And That's I'm proud right. of you for that. Thank you for the call, oh. Eddie. I appreciate it. Senator McCain would be so proud to no. know that he's being remembered that <laughs> way. God. He has a legacy. Jensen, I'm uh, I'm glad you got the trip to Thailand out of the way before the wedding, by the way. All right, let's go to Tony Santa Monica, line four, up next on the Kevin Abid Show. He's another extreme non-pooper. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. uh, So I'm one of also one of Jensen's people. I would uh, also hold my poops. Uh, Not so bad anymore, but when I was in college, I would routinely uh, hold my uh, poop for about a week or so. Because uh, I lived about 20 miles from my parents' house, so uh, my dorms that I lived in had one of those public uh, open bathrooms. Nope. So, um, 
So I would I would go I would hold it in all week. Go on uh, go to my parents' house on Thursday or Friday after class, and then um, again on Sunday, and then hold it for the rest of the week. It's beautiful. I, no, we need to talk to a doctor about this. This we isn't do. good know, at all. We, we know Dr. Drew's topic this week. This is this is real bad because <laughs> no, but- I think you're supposed to poop at least once a day right i get it though because he's saying he lived on a dorm where it was all like a shared bathroom right uh, no way I, I there's people on my floor that will smell me and hear me forever oh dear not happening thank you tony appreciate the call all right we haven't had a lot of ladies on this segment by the way uh i don't know why there are some topics that seem to be certainly heavier in one sex let's bring jasmine on she's lying to el monte let's find out what she's got going on Jasmine, first of all, girls don't poop, right? No. It's just, it's rose petals, if I understand correctly. Exactly, except in my case. Okay, <laughs> all right, what's uh, going on? So, I actually don't mind pooping in public, but I, I, I work at a small office, and we have a small restroom in the middle of the office, so I hate pooping there because I feel like they could hear me, and I have my morning coffee, so I just don't feel comfortable so on my 10-minute break, I always drive to a Starbucks around, and I poop there, but I never buy anything, so I just walk straight to the restroom, and I always walk out without making eye contact. So I just always <laughs> wonder, like, they, like, think of me as, like, some poop girl in my you know, like what they think of me. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I guarantee, Jasmine, you walk in and they're like, there's Crappuccino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. All right. Allie is here with all the rest of what's happening on a Wednesday. What's going on? Hey, when do they usually announce Coachella? It's early January, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, long after it's sold out. I know that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've been seeing... All sorts of uh, people saying that they've heard from credible sources who the three headliners are. Oh, here we go. And I, I don't know if it's true, but... I can't imagine. Hits Daily Double reports that according to informed sources, Justin... Cherry Poppin' Daddies? Nope. <laughs> Good guess. Justin Timberlake will headline Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday night. Skipped over that. Sorry. That's Childish Gambino. And then Sunday night, Kanye West. I don't believe that, right? I don't either. Yeah, I don't because I, I know they did Lady Gaga, which was a pop act. But that was just because Beyonce couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. So so I don't, I, I think T- Tim Blake, he falls in too much of a pop for a mm-hmm. Coachella headliner. I think that booking Kanye this year doesn't seem like a very Coachella thing. Right. And then Donald Glover, isn't he ending Childish Gambino this year after yeah, the tour? Ending it at Coachella would probably be a pretty strong move by But him. it would be next year at Coachella. Yeah. Also, I don't think he's a headliner. Yeah, I don't think so either. So As much as I love him. So we're going to discount that. I'm going to discount it. Okay. I'm saying fake news. Fake news, guys. As we all Earth know. I don't know. I, I was going to say I have heard it. Squirrel Nut Zippers headlining oh, on Saturday night. Oh, love them. Yeah. Yeah. Owl City? <laughs> oh, Bean would fly down for that. Right? Diggable Planets! <laughs> I love Diggable Planets, you guys. They're very good live. So, so much. I just saw them a few months ago. Very good. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, you guys. This Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin situation. So, 
what was it, like a month ago, they were getting um, a marriage license, and then mm-hmm. People Magazine said, oh, they got married. And then TMZ said, no, they didn't. Then Haley Baldwin tweeted out that she wasn't married yet. But now TMZ is confirming that People Magazine did get it right. They were legally married that day, and they had a preacher from a college come and hang out for their, so- uh, not hang out, but perform the ceremony, apparently, during the time where they were at the... I was going to say jailhouse. That's not right. Courthouse. Courthouse. Wow, that's my subliminal look at marriage right there. Um, (laughs) So I guess they are married now? Okay, but here's my thought. I don't care. Okay, mostly that? (laughs) All right, got it. Thank you for popping in, Kevin. We appreciate that. But now the talk is that they got married so quickly that they didn't have a prenuptial agreement in order. But they're now talking about a postnuptial agreement, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, postnuptial. Shut up! Oh my God! No I don't more? care. Okay, not at all. I, I have no inside information on this, despite the fact. I feel like fact. you should. I don't. I think I don't. I don't know if they're married or not. She's the, the co-host of my TV show, and I don't know. Have you? I asked know she's her? lovely. Have you asked her? Uh, I th- I think Danielle and her may have talked about marriage stuff because okay. we're we're obviously all getting married around the same time. I think does. Bieber hang out at your TV show sometimes. Well, no, because this will be the first. I've heard he is going to be hanging out, mm-hmm. but mm. this will be the first season where he's in the mix. Will Justin Bieber be at your wedding? I don't know. <laughs> I know I know that he he got an invite. I mean, if he's friends with, if uh, she, if your fiancé is friends with his fiancé, seems like they'd come as a couple, and right? And you're essentially well, her boss. Yeah, well, right, she's, yeah. she's invited to the wedding because uh-huh. we work together right. very right, closely. Right. And then she has a plus one that we had to put the name on because they are now engaged at that point. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, there is an invite to our wedding that says both of their names on it. But do I think they're coming? No. Okay. But you'll hey, get a gift, right? Where Where is my invitation, uh, Jensen? Oh, it was sent. I, this is real. This sounds like I'm doing a bit. It was sent. You didn't get it, is what I'm assuming. Okay. No, did you not get it? Not yet, but... I was told that you... This is what I was told. Mm-hmm. That you like a wedding invite. You I would do. Be, you would be offended if it doesn't come, but yeah, there's deeply. no chance you're coming. Oh, yeah. I let you know ahead of time. Don't worry about uh, saving a spot for me. I will not come. I decline to attend. Thank you for the invitation, though. That's very annoying because I really did send it to you so you could do that. So I'll even send another one because I would like the... You I would want like the gift, be... for sure. Well, also, we are praying for people not to come. You know what I mean? Because you, you send out a little too many. Right. And then you're like, oh, don't worry. Some people, we have not got a no yet. <gasps> So I'm Uh-oh. waiting for a no, and it would. I would love it to be. I would love it to be Bean. Yeah. Well, of course <laughs> it you would. Will be Bean. Bean. I would be honored if you don't come to my wedding. Uh, uh, I'm happy to. I'm happy to help you with that. Thank I am you. a. Fr- I'm a. Fr- look, let me just put it out there for anybody. Anyone who wants to invite me to their wedding, you can count on me to be a firm no. That's great. That's actually, honestly, it's more attractive than getting a firm yes. <laughs> and your gender reveal parties too. Don't oh, worry yeah. about me showing up. Great. Or he's gonna torch the whole place. Right? right for the gender a huge reveal. fire. Your baby's a fire. It's insane. Some birthdays for you. Sean William Scott, Zlatan Ibrahimovic from the LA Galaxy, Tessa Thompson, Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys, or, as you like to say, Jensen, mm-hmm. the magician. Mm-hmm. He in looks the band. like a, an old magician. Yeah. I think it's his, his facial hair and the capes. Yeah. Right? And, and he's like he has like a very poof vibe to him. Yeah. Like arms out when he's singing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, right? You know, like, I'm gone. I disappeared. Also, he disappeared for many years. He did. He yeah. did yeah. from the band. He made his career disappear. That's a great point. Yeah. Yes. As well as Tommy Lee and. When Mike- life throws you a curveball, lemonade. 
Sorry, Tommy. I didn't mean to interrupt there. And Gwen Stefani. Look at your watch now. You're a super hot female. You got a million dollar contract. And you're still waiting for your hot track. Hold on. When I apologized to Tommy Lee, did he respond? He, he did not. No. I swear I heard him say, it's all right. It's like, life is like a snare drum. Whack it. Agreed. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. All right, it has come up now that we're uh, into October. Excuse me. (laughs) Now that we're into October. (laughs) And we started playing a little bit of Halloween uh, spooks. And then Jensen started hearing from the listeners that said, but have you heard two eyeballs? Yeah. And apparently you don't know anything about two eyeballs. No, I do feel like the way Bloods and Crips jump someone in, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is my jump in. Yeah. I am very excited about this, but I'm also very nervous about this because I know that like Halloween spooks that I adore, there are many on the other side of the aisle like Kevin who hates it. And I'm worried that uh, two eyeballs is also polarizing. Is that fair, Allie, would you say? It's not for everybody? I Yeah, I think so. I think you're all or nothing with two eyeballs. Here's the story, Jensen. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, we were talking about it, and it was Kevin's idea mostly. He was complaining that Halloween is such a great holiday, and there are some great Halloween songs, but most of them are decades old. Yeah. You start to think about the Monster Mash, and you think about uh, Dead Man's Party and Mm -hmm. Werewolves of London and songs like that. Where are the new Halloween songs? So we did a competition one year where we said, hey, you send us. we got so many musicians listening to us. You send us your Halloween songs, and we'll play them on K-Rock. It'll be a great fit, right? Well, this guy named McCall dug up a cassette tape from when he was 10. He was 35 at the time we did this, about five years ago. So he's 40 now, okay? He was 10 years old and he'd hung onto this tape of a little song that he had recorded on a boombox called Two Eyeballs. And it's got quite a story. So I want to play some of the song for you and then some of the interview with McCall and see if you're on board with Two Eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Hit it, Steve. Who Stop, stop for one second, Chip. You'll notice it's not the greatest quality of the world. And, and we do address that in the interview portion that you'll be hearing. But it has a killer melody. Yeah. And when you get to the hook, I think you'll enjoy it. All right, back to the song. So that's so that's the gist. Uh, uh, that's the gist of Two Eyeballs. It's a phenomenal song, it's in my great. opinion. Is it, uh, question: Did he stay in music? Yes. Yeah. He stayed. He, in, he, stayed in, he continued to do music things, uh, doing songs and jingles and things like yeah. that for people. He's a teacher now, or at least he was when we talked to him five years ago. But we got him on the phone. We were so excited. I felt like we were interviewing a rock star. And the first question that I asked is: So tell me about that day, that that magic day <laughs> as a ten year old when you came up with Two Eyeballs. Well. I was a big fan of Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Right. And I think I just thought I wanted to make my own version. Like, that looks pretty easy, like a scary dance song. Mm-hmm. 
By the way, I love that answer so much because who hears Thriller and goes, I could do that. Right. A 10-year-old. That's actually the song that made me not want to make music anymore. It was so good. Exactly. And were, um, you, a, were you a musical kid? I mean, was this unusual for you to, to write and record songs? This was like probably one of my first songs. But I, yeah, I was always interested in music. I had a bunch of Casio keyboards. I think I recorded this on this old, I think it was on this old guitar toy called the Hot Licks. Now, I thought if anybody, Jensen, may know what a hot lick I, is, you would. I did. I had hot licks. Really? You created I did. your own music as a kid. What was it? It was a, it was, um, a guitar. Like, think of Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. But the uh-huh. only ability was that it had a couple riffs in it. So it's like a Casio keyboard because he's playing a programmed beat, obviously. Right. But then the things he's playing over it actually work really well, which is odd. Right. But he's playing like a, you know, a pre-record. Mm-hmm. The guitar had that. So you can make small changes to it by pressing okay. buttons. But it really was set on a recorded digital sound. So what okay. he did at 10 is pretty good then. Very good. It I, sounds like with the melody and everything, right? Yeah, and also when he does come in with his own hits, with his own keynotes, um, they weirdly play perfectly into the Halloween theme. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's more with McCall. First of all, high quality. Love that. <laughs> Now, Kevin, before you before you hit it again, before it gets into the big two eyeballs hook, here's what we've missed so far. Who dares okay. to enter the house of horrors? Right. It, it all started on a night, just like tonight. I heard okay. a creak. It came from the attic. So I went inside, and I think that's where we pick oh. it up. Two eyeballs. If you remember, and I know we're going back 25 years now, but what was so scary about two eyeballs? Like, don't most people have two eyeballs? Like, one eyeball, that's scary. Why is two scary? Well, because they're rolling around. They're not inside a head. They're just rolling rolling around in the attic. Did you guys get that? I didn't get that at all. I I thought he was in dark. Mm -hmm. I thought it was all pitch black. Yeah. And then he saw the outline of two, like, yellow eyeballs. Like like, like, fluorescent. Like fluorescent. Like a ghost in the Mm -hmm. room or something like that. Yes. Yes. Okay, as it turns out, I think we'll find out here that the two eyeballs are rolling around in the attic, and Mm -hmm. that's why they're so terrifying. We didn't get that. Are Are they floating in air, or are they on the on the floor in the attic. I always envision them like on the floor rolling. Are like, they, they together? Roll, they or are, they, are they side by side or is it just mayhem? That's a classic Kevin question. Great question, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're side by side. Side by side. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they're they're from the same person? Okay, that's a classic bean question. Amen. Yeah. You guys, I didn't know you were such journalists. <laughs> right? Seriously, Woodward Bernstein, look out. Yeah, uh, yeah I think they are. Okay. <laughs> we're trying to get into his psyche when he was Catholic. Like, what he thought when he wrote this. I had an attic as a child, and the attic was pretty like a pretty terrifying place. That was always oh, a scary sure. place for you. I'm yeah. sure. All right, so he hears a creak in the attic. He, he went inside. He saw two eyeballs, and now the story continues. We find out something about uh, what McCall, 10-year-old McCall saw on the news. That's my favorite part because you give yourself an echo. It's awesome. Dude, eyeballs, 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 eyeballs. Let's see, what could the dream?
dream be a bomb. <laughs> I can't imagine. Something maybe he saw on the news and then also saw in his attic. He had a dream about. Two eyeballs. Two eyeballs. <laughs> Court change. <laughs> I can so see Radiohead covering this, by the way. And by the way, uh, the full interview is worth seeking out because we do go deeper into the lyrics. And it turns out that eventually the eyeballs are reunited into the head. They come across the face that is missing the eyeballs and they are reunited together. Full circle. Full circle. I didn't know it was a feel-good song. Yeah, so it really, it's quite a journey. All right, Jensen, that's the first time you've ever heard it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, this is going on to the iPod playlist. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's clear our palates here and move on to something else that's actually important here because we all know that there's Uh, nothing greater in the world than computers when they work. Yeah. When they don't, your life falls apart because you can no longer exist in the 21st century, especially without a cell phone, which does everything for you all the time, always. Jensen, you had a bizarre thing happen to you this morning, and now you're having some real troubles. Yeah, I'm thinking about moving to San Bernardino and just living in a tent, uh, just getting off the grid. Because in the middle of the night, I believe my phone updated. So I got the new iOS where you could like make your face an emoji, whatever. Sure. Don't even really need it, but it happened. And then I woke up and it said, enter your passcode, but there were two extra numbers in my passcode. Oh, because you went from the four-number passcode to the six-number passcode. Yeah, so now I have a six-number passcode, but I never right. entered a new passcode. So now what could have happened is I could have radioed on Durfs and yeah. in the middle of the night woke up and just entered a new number. Right. I don't have it, so now I'm staring at an enter the passcode screen, and I don't even, this is just a, it's a paperweight. You have no idea what those two extra numbers could be. No, I, in the middle of the night, oh, no. I must have added numbers in a passcode, and now I can't enter my phone. That sounds like a very easy mistake to make, by the way, and that's absolutely what happens when you go from four to six, is you have no choice other than to add those two numbers. Yeah, and I assume now on a different schedule for myself about waking up, mm-hmm. maybe I'm doing other things in the middle of the night. Who knows? Oh, uh, like eating just raw meat in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems very specific. Uh, <laughs> like you picked an experience of your own, uh, but absolutely. Just handfuls of Burger. All right, so we need some help. We yeah, know what am I are, doing? We know there are lots of people out there who are Apple savvy who have encountered this or can advise Jensen. What's he supposed to do? He entered in a new six-digit pass passcode, doesn't know what it is, yeah. and now is locked out of his phone. Yeah, and if it says wait five minutes, so I wait five minutes, and then I'm just staring at it again. I don't know. I I'm oh, just. Wow. I'm lost inside. 1-800-520-1067. Now, your old password was... My old you, one? Yeah. Was what, uh, what, you, you want the number? It, I don't need the number, but was it a specific... Uh, uh, or numbers in a specific order that it's possible that it would have made sense to add just two more numbers to it? Like, was it 2468 and then you add a 10? You know no, what I mean? No, 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 no. It, it, was like, uh, it was like a couple numbers that I always had. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. Doesn't matter. Can't be it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then I woke up, and now there's just two more offered. Also, th- Airbud's dead. Yeah. Let's not forget <laughs> you guys, that. Guys, he passed away yeah. just by numbers. 
It's crazy. Was it 2021 because that's when America will be great again? Is that why it was your password? <laughs> I don't know how 2021 became my password, but I'm going to say it's uh, it's the year that I'm going to run for, for office. So you don't know your own passcode. Now, there must be, obviously, there's some sort of backdoor way to what? get into that if you can answer security questions no, or something. No, I think there you must- have to do like a hard reset now. Is everything backed up? I, yes, I would assume so, well, especially because it updated. don't poop. So. Yeah, I don't poop for weeks. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's be- because I did do an update, it would have it would have uh, saved everything before the update. So I'm fine. I just can't, I'm, I'm trying to hard reset. I can't do that. It comes back. It still says it. It says to te- <gasps> put it into your iTunes. I'm not, what are you doing? This is insane. Yeah, you're just a guy get with a phone. My, get off hand. my lawn, kid. So you're you, so you you could be getting calls and texts and everything else right now that you don't know anything about it because you can't get into your phone at all. No idea. Okay, Mom they, could have an emergency. Something could happen. Oh no! Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we're taking calls real quick at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven ahead of the uh, ahead of the last. What's happening here on the Kevin Bean Show today? It looks like we got a pair of Davids here. Let's try number uh, three. Uh, line three, please. David is in Los Angeles. He has lived through the nightmare. Oh. David, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. What can you do for Jensen? I think it's a woman, so she's not answering. Your name isn't David, is it? Oh, it's talking to me? No, yeah. Erica. Okay. Oh, you know what? Uh, Beer Mug has a very unusual way of spelling Erica. But le- I get it all the time. Apparently, you, apparently you, you had the same thing happen where you had to go upgrade to the uh, to the six letters or six numbers. Yeah, yes. And I was putting my code in, and I, I guess I put it in twice the same, but it was wrong. So yeah. then I have no recollection of what it is. Yeah. And you have to basically completely do like a hard reset on your phone and like wipe out everything to get back into it. Oh, that sounds oh, cool, like, man. Yeah, FBI that's, can't even do this. So when you like have a thing, it's like the whole shooting in San Bernardino. They're like, oh, we can't get into the shooter's phone. It's ridiculous. There needs that, to be a master number that you can get into. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That does seem unbelievable because if you forget any other password like Amazon or whatever or logging into your AT&T account, they always give you the option to answer some security questions yeah. to prove it's you, and then you get to reset your password. Who's your best childhood friend? What's the name of your first pet? Is exactly. Airbud dead? These are all questions that could work. <laughs> all right, Erica, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. All right, let's go to the real David. He's on line two up next, North Hollywood on the Kevin Bean Show. David, hey, go Erica. ahead. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, so sort of in the same vein as Erica, um, Jensen may be just out of luck, and he will have to reset his phone. Uh, but because we live in the future, there's this thing called the iCloud. And so most of his data, like contacts and calendars, should be saved on that cloud. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, we expect that. But we're looking for a way we're looking for a way to not have to wipe and start over. We're looking for a way to just get that number or have the opportunity to reset the password. Do you know how to do that? Um, yeah, it's. Apple really, really makes it a, a very, very key thing and part of their their mission statement in that privacy is privacy. And so okay. if he doesn't have that code, yeah. that's so, what they want you to so know. Should I, quick question, should I kill myself? Um, possibly. I okay. mean, it's really up to the gods at this point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're All right. right. <laughs> Thank you for the call and thanks, Obama. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie is uh, here with our final look at what's happening on a Wednesday morning. When can you log back in to try and, and do the code again? Uh, I have 
Uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Because someone told Allie on on Twitter, Twitter and I, I can't believe she's falling for this. Someone said, "Have him put in zero 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 and she keeps looking at me like, "You're going to try that, right?" I'm like, "I think he's kidding." Listen, this person's name is Cynical Internet. I believe Cynical Internet. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. The <laughs> name. I, that's what you look for when you're looking for advice. Cynical Internet. Listen, in, if in, you put in zero 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 and it works. I'm just saying. I could do it now. You ready? Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay, yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. You won't believe it. My phone is now disabled for 15 minutes. Oh. <laughs> yeah! it, it, it multiplied by three because I tried Cynical Internet's idea. Just saying. Cynical Internet said it would work. If you look at every time they come out with this list of the most popular passwords in America, they're always one, two, three, four, five, six, and password one, two, three, four. People mm-hmm. don't put a lot of effort into their codes anymore. Unless so, you're asleep in the middle of the night, I guess. I don't know what man. I did. That wouldn't have been a bad suggestion, honestly. Yeah, it's true. It just didn't work out. Thanks, Cynical Internet. All right. I mean, first Airbud, now this. Nowhere to go but up. Nowhere. Right? Nowhere. (laughs) Well, yesterday we found out about a benefit concert that's happening on Halloween at the Greek Theater. It's the Mac Miller A Celebration of Life concert. It's to benefit the launch of the Mac Miller Circles Fund. And here's the thing. It's going to have a bunch of Mac Miller's friends, collaborators, associates, such as Action Bronson, Chance the Rapper, Anderson Peck, Earl Sweatshirt, John Mayer, Miguel, Schoolboy Q, SZA, Thundercat, Travis Scott, Ty Dolla Sign, Vince Staples, and more. This is quite the lineup. Yeah, that's a that's a mega show. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it is happening Wednesday, October 31st. That's Halloween at the Greek Theater in L.A. Tickets will be available starting Friday at 10 a.m. here in L.A. through Ticketmaster. I believe you'll see me there. Really? Yeah, I'll be there. Excellent. Big Mac Miller fan. Want to support. Yeah, Do you sure. think they'll have an all-star jam of this? Cool if they did. If that's I mean, not the finale, what's going on? And also, why bring all those people together if they're not going to do two eyeballs? Amen. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, remember the whole story about Jeffrey Owens, former Cosby Show star? He was working at Trader Joe's. Someone took a picture kind of sh- to shame him. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's not working on TV anymore. He's working at Trader Joe's. And it basically backfired if they were trying to shame him because yeah. everyone started to reach out to him with roles, including Tyler Perry. He was one of the first people to tweet, dude, want to give you a, a role on the show I'm doing right now? And people thought, oh, we'll see if that happens. Well, he has cast Owens for 11 episodes Whoa. on his own show, which is The Haves and The Have Nots. He said, I called him up and the next week I had written him into 11 shows, but then he showed up the first day. I saw him in costume and I had 20,000 more ideas running in my head for him. And the the thing that I, I thought was so wonderful about Tyler Perry, not just for reaching out, was do you know Tyler Perry's own story, his struggles? He was homeless and was sleeping in his car at one point. He had a ton of financial struggles before he made it. So for him to reach out to somebody who obviously wasn't at that point at all, he was doing the right thing, working in between gigs, which is what 
I would say what 95% of actors and actresses do. Yeah. They need to make money in between gigs because they are so, so scarce. But I just thought that was so amazing of Tyler Perry. Related. Uh, Corey Feldman is now mm-hmm. working at the Trader Joe's on Santa Monica <laughs> looking for uh, TV gigs if you guys want to hire People them. are just just now, going. Yeah, they're oh, just going to work see? at Whole Foods hoping or Trader Joe's hoping to get smart. Hollywood gigs. Yeah. Exactly. You'll see Kadeem Hardison. Uh, he's over at the pavilions. Did you just a different world, me? Kadeem <laughs> Martins is going to be on a Showtime show coming up. He's coming back too with the glasses. Well, I think I think that was on the roll, not like that oh. was Dwayne Wayne, not his normal look. I love that show so much. <laughs> Hire him. <laughs> Really weird, you guys. Really weird. And in case you uh, haven't heard this story, it's insane to me. But a lot of really bad reviews for Venom, but some that they're thinking might be coming from Little Monsters. Yes. That's racist. Those are Lady Gaga's super fans because the movie is coming out right against her movie, A Star is Born. So they're thinking a lot of these these different reviews, like, I'm the biggest Marvel fan, but I just watched Venom and I don't know what to say. Easily the worst movie of the year. I expected so much better, and now I'm just disappointed. Would have been better with Lady Gaga in it. <laughs> Lady Gaga has a great tongue. Hashtag Lady Gaga! Venom Gaga. Like, just weird, weird things. But who knows if it's real. But Gaga fans have previously initiated troll campaigns against other artists and fan groups. In 2013, Lady Gaga had to ask her little monsters to change their behavior because they were directing all of their hatred to Katy Perry fans. I mean, imagine loving someone so much that you then just crap on whoever they might be up against. Mm -hmm. A different singer. What will Lady Gaga do to entertain the world? I hate you so very much. So very much. And Post Malone told a story on The Tonight Show about how Justin Bieber played a part in him getting his first tattoo. Apparently, he saw that Justin Bieber had a tattoo and he said to himself, I mean, I'm way tougher than that guy. I could totally get one. Justin Bieber Bieber is the reason that he has tattoos obvious <laughs> all over him now. He started this. I'm just saying. It's all insane. But do you know what Post Malone's first tattoo was? No. It was the Playboy Bunny logo. Oh, I thought it was oh. going to be the always tired under his eyes, which Classy. is a very cool tattoo. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. That's weird that somebody as young as Post Malone, how old is he? Is he 25? Early 20s. Yeah. Early 20s, yeah. What would, how would the, play, the Playboy logo mean anything to him? Yeah, it can't. I mean, it, nece- it can't necessarily mean the coolness that right, we kind of right. see it as. I mean, it was, it's out of business by the time he became old enough to read it. So yeah, it's a website. A weird choice, yeah. <laughs> Very weird choice, as opposed to the always tired underneath his well, eyes. Or the, the halo of thorns in his hairline. <sighs> Do you know, Jensen, you're our rap correspondent. Oh, yeah. Show. Do you know how the face tattoo thing became so popular with the those SoundCloud rappers and everybody? Well, I think Gucci Mane sort of uh, started the trend when he got that ice uh, the ice cream cone on his head that says burr on his right. face. It says burr on it. Mm-hmm. And then Baby uh, Birdman got a big star on the top of his head. Uh, and then I think from there it just opened up because tattoos aren't taboo anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like right. You, like I even saw a recent study that said it doesn't affect employment at all. Like it so, used to, right? Yeah. So the only thing left to be edgy with tattoos would be to do it on the face or maybe the hands. 
but clearly the face. Yeah. Because it, I mean, it definitely crept up from something that went from your arm to your chest, to yeah. your stomach, to your back, to your, and eventually to your neck, and that was daring. Yeah. Now, and now it's, the fi- now it's anywhere. Face is yeah. face. face is you got to go. You got to do it. Yeah. Little Wayne's got it all over his face too, right? Yes. Right. Light compared to kids on SoundCloud, he has a right. minimal amount. But yeah, they they if you are a rapper and you're in your early twenties. Get ready to uh, to get some very regret regrettable tattoos on your face. What's ne- do you think butthole tattoos will be the next like big thing? Well, we won't know, will we? I think we will. Right, <laughs> just jeans with that just little cutout little right hole. there. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about fashion. Well, I'm getting always tired on mine. <laughs> next time, think before you ink. My beetle is exhausted. So tired. So tired. I, because I'm holding in my poops. Right? I can't poo in public. Right, that's so I got to hold it in. It's always tired. Okay. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Gwen Stefani, Tommy Lee, Sean William Scott, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Tessa Thompson, and Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. Hey, a 5 p.m. commercial-free hour. You got it thanks to a random act of helpfulness from these SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow on the program, we'll debut a new feature just in time for fall called Is This a Thing? Also, Thursday means get up on this, which is Jensen's feature. You have brought us some fascinating new stuff that we didn't know about in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you give us a hint? What's the category tomorrow? Uh, Well, it's a rock band. Uh, and it will, uh, I think you guys will like it a lot more than uh, MRE videos. Okay, all right. Animal stories on the program tomorrow and Thursday means we check in with R.J. Bell from uh, Las Vegas. He'll give us some uh, some lines on. And by the way, uh, a successful record uh, this season and for the previous three seasons as well. So you listen, R.J. Bell. You are making money betting on football. So that's tomorrow all right here on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Blah, blah, it's Beer Mugula. Uh, Beer Mug, what, what are you doing? It's me, Beer Mugula, here, and I want to suck your blood. All right, all right, that's enough of you, Mugs. Sorry, Bean. It's me, Zombie. <laughs> Come down to our Tuesday, bloody Tuesday blood drive. Tuesday, October 9th, at Hollywood Park Casino. Uh, you sound like Hulk Hogan. That was awful. <laughs> I'm just going to give out the info. <laughs> Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh! This is Werewolf Alley. Come on down to Hollywood Park Casino and join Beer Mug. Blah! And comedian Brad Williams. And we have tickets to the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, K-Rock Year, and tickets to K-Rock shows. Details at krock.com. Oh! That's how it's done. Suck it. Did you say suck? K-Rock. Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers and the random acts of helpfulness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law